This is the Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast, episode 55, with guests Allison Leipzig and Michelle Goldblum. All links and resources you hear in this podcast can be found by going to yourkickasslife.com forward slash 55. This is the Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast with Andrea Owen, a no BS guide to self-help and badassery. Because ladies, let's face it, life's too short for it to not kick ass. And here's your host, the girl who serves it up straight with a side of crazy, Andrea Owen. Hey there, ass kickers. I'm so glad you're here for another episode of the podcast. And today is my first threesome. I have never had two guests on at the same time. So it was so much fun to talk to Michelle and Allison. And so let me tell you a little bit about them. Michelle was raised on a nature preserve in New York, completely ensconced in her mother's spiritual retreat center community. Michelle has always been aware of the importance and benefits of living a conscious, healthy, and awakened life. In her personal life, Michelle has always continued to embrace and expand upon her early learnings. And Allison, Allison graduated from Washington University in St. Louis with a focus on communication design. She completed her studies at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, earning accreditation from the American Association of Drugless Practitioners. Additionally, she is a certified Reiki master. Her academic background in the visual and healing arts has given rise to her career path as a body confidence coach. She believes that creating the life you want means appreciating the beauty in your world. As an extension of her commitment to beauty and authenticity, Allison is an expert logo and branding designer for soul-centered businesses. And hey, guess what? Guess who's been making the podcast, the new podcast images for the Orchid Cast Live podcast. It's Allison. So I'm super excited to talk to them. They have created something together. They have created something so amazing called Soul Camp, and you'll hear a little bit about it in the podcast, among many other things. So without further ado, here is Michelle and Allison. Hello, ass kickers. And I'm here. This is my very first duo. Did you guys know that? Woo-woo! Oh my God. This is my first no, reset. I'm excited to have y'all. Okay, so if you if you have missed it by now, um, I've been putting it in little blurbs at the bottom of my blog posts. Michelle and Allison have created something amazing called Soul Camp. So why don't you guys just take a minute, because I'm sure you explain it much better and with more excitement than I ever were. So take a minute and tell us what Soul Camp is. Great. So hi, this is Michelle. So Soul Camp is a multi-day, multi-night, all-inclusive um, sleepaway camp for adults that is completely mind, body, spirit, wellness oriented. So we've brought in, um, we have two soul camps this year and we brought in for each of the camps, 40 to 50 of the top yoga instructors, meditation teachers, cardio, dance, workshop leaders, speakers, authors, meditation, you name it. We brought them yeah, in. Like crystal people, like hypnotists, like, like way woo woo stuff. Astrology. <laughs> you know, I was like, wow, that's a woo woo yeah, for me. I'm excited. Yeah, everything, mind, body, spirit, woo-woo, like, you know, health, ever, all all oriented. You know, we brought in everyone literally that we could think of. Like, if this is what, you, what you're into, it's your, like, orgasmic place. Yes. <laughs> multi-day, multi-night. Yeah. I love that. And we, put on, and we put on a huge sleepaway camp. So everyone stays in bunks. Everyone eats meals in the dining hall. You know, all of those instructors and teachers and speakers that I just mentioned, they are the instructors for the weekend. And basically, people go from class to class to class to class. They pick and choose, you know, every single period between 
between like 10 different classes to choose from. And, you know, you're in this beautiful outdoor oasis um, with beautiful lake and in the middle of nature. And, you know, we're all there together and we create our own universe really um, at these sleepaway camps. So it's amazing. It's incredible. Well, and something else that's really cool is that I'm going to be there. So exactly. Exactly. Let's bring it back to me. Cause yeah. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> so if y'all are interested, we're, we're going to talk about some woo stuff here in just a second, but if you go to soul.camp forward slash East, that's where I will be hanging out. And if you use the code, all one word, Andrea soul, they get a discount, right? And that's, is that good for the rest of the time they can sign up? Yes. Yep. Okay. And yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a 20% discount. And if they're on the West Coast and not able to come to the East Coast, that we have Soul Camp West, slash West, and your discount code applies for that one as well. Oh, okay. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a good thing I I'm, don't know these details. <laughs> that's why I have you guys on here. Okay, yes. So either one, I will be at the one in Soul Camp East. And that actually is a great segue for my very first question to both of you. So you both talk about the importance of play as adults. And I wrote about this in my book even. And I think, I think the belief is that we don't have enough time or that it's ridiculous. And so how do you encourage people to just start from the beginning? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that Michelle, uh, really how Soul Camp came to be is because Michelle and I, when we got together, we just started like cheering, like even before, you know, Andrea's seen us like cheering and like clapping and, and that to us, like when we're giggling and in that playful state, like we are just so connected to each other, to ourselves, to the world and like the work we're doing. Um, but you know, it is hard to start because as our adult, in our adult lives, we've been conditioned, like work, you know, we have, we have a lot of responsibilities. So it's not even just like conditioning. It's like, we have a lot to do. Um, so putting aside some time for something that you love. So it might not be like, quote unquote, like what looks like fun or play to other people, but like, you know, for example, for me, I love calligraphy. That might sound like hell to someone. Um, but I, to me, yeah, like, (laughs) but like I sit there and like, it's like so much fun. Like I love focusing on each letter form and it's just really, really great. Um, getting outside, um, even, you know, some forms of movement. I mean, all movement can be really, really fun, but you know, for me and Michelle, we actually, we love doing exercise that really like gets us into that playful state where we're, you know, screaming affirmations out loud and just like jumping around. Um, so yeah, that's like, you know, it's important to just notice, I guess the question I would pose, you know, is like, when was the last time you had fun? Mm. When was the last time you really had pure, unadulterated fun? And acknowledging that, you know, maybe it's been a really long time. And, like, how can I start adding that in? Just asking yourself. I, I love the examples that you gave because what it sounds like, and this is another thing I talk about, too, a lot, is just plain old creativity. And yes. I, 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 like, kind of shudder when I hear people say, like, oh, I'm just not creative. And I'm like, girl, yes, you are. Like, oh, my God, I agree. Everyone is. And I, I kind of grew up thinking, I don't know if this was the experience for you, but I grew up thinking that creative people were, like, concert pianists or artists that painted and things like that. And I was like, I never, for me, like I'm a writer and I never considered writing a creative process at all until I became an adult. And I was like, Oh, that's what the 
that is. <laughs> yeah. No, I actually agree. I used to, even funny enough, like I was always the, like the artsy one, like in art classes, but I would compare myself because there would be these people that were like drawing, like their like emotional states and like putting like sadness on a canvas. And I was like, <laughs> I'm drawing butterflies. Like literally I was like, uh-huh. I'm not creative. Like I'm like, like doing bubble letters. And like, oh my gosh, remember that? It wasn't until I was an adult that like, I was like, oh right, this is really creative. It's whenever you're in the process of Creating. Mean, creating, really, yeah. like, doing, making, like, do, and that's what, at, at Soul Camp, we have a lot of, like, we have someone create, helping us create flower, flower crowns and dream catchers and using our hands because... One, Mala beads and... Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because there's, there's, like, a few things that I, like, creative things that I would rather gouge my eyes out, like sewing or quilting <laughs> or... Oh, yes. Um, even, like, I don't love painting. It's just, I just don't, I'm, I'm not, in arts and crafts, like, no, thank you. So, uh, yeah, it, and it just, it can look like anything, like cooking yes. and singing and baking, dancing, scrapbooking, design. Like, I, oh, my God. Like, decorating? No. <laughs> Someone help me. Or, like, fashion, like, putting outfits together, like, yeah. that kind of stuff. It's all creativity. And I, um... I, I totally attribute that to fun. So it, it sounds like that's what you're saying. And I think that that might kind of take the pressure off for some people. Yes, totally. Totally. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's also like, because the only way you can have fun is if it's fun for you. Right. So like, yeah, if, if there's an outside version of like, this is what fun is. And like, you should right. have this play thing. It's like, it's like on any even spiritual path when someone says like, okay, meditation and green juice. And like, this is what's going to bring you closer to yourself. And like, if that doesn't work for you, then that's not going to bring you closer to yourself. Mm -hmm. And we totally, you know, and that's a big reason that we have so many, like at camp, for example, so many different things, right? Like it's not just yoga or it's not just, it's like such a wide array of things that, because like what Ali just said, everyone's viewpoint of fun and everyone's, you know, what that means to them is so different. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we really, we get that totally. Yeah. Yeah. in life it's like that so like exploring like you know sometimes you might not know what it, it what allows you to have fun like what you like, like yeah. you might be in a place where you don't even know so like starting to test out certain things like with friends or even just by yourself like oh like maybe that one time I really liked cooking like let me see if this can be fun for me yeah um yeah going back to going back to old stuff that you did as a kid or a teenager yeah 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 uh, yeah, yeah. okay uh, let's talk, let's talk about stepping into your purpose because this is, I love that. This is such a statement that gets thrown around in self-help. Yeah. <laughs> and personally, I think it puts pressure on women. I mean, even me, I start to panic when people say like, oh, that's so awesome that you found your purpose. And I'm like, oh my God, what if this isn't it? Like, am I doing oh it? Like, am I going to get to heaven? And then God's like, no, I meant soccer coaching. You got it wrong. <laughs> so I, I just feel like it's so much pressure. So Talk to us about what this means and looks like to you. Cause I love to get different people's opinions on what it means to step into your purpose. Yeah. Well, first off, you know, I don't think that purpose necessarily means you have one purpose and that's it. And either you find it or you don't. I think that, you know, purpose can change as you change and, you know, what you're meant to be doing can shift as you grow and as you go through things and as you learn new things and discover new things about yourself. So I don't, you know, so many people, you know, that I meet and that I work with come and they're like, I haven't found my purpose. I haven't found my purpose. And, you know, it's, well, what makes you feel in the flow right now? 
-hmm. You know, right now when you're talking about a certain thing or you're helping someone with a certain thing or you're, you know, thinking a certain thing, what makes you feel like connected and in the flow and like it comes like you could do it nonstop forever. Like out for with Soul Camp, for example, Allie and I, you know, we always say like we work I would say, like, we're, we're sitting next to each other working, like, 10 to 15 hours a day, right? And everyone's like, oh, my goodness. Like, how do you guys do that? And it doesn't – we don't – we forget even that this is, like, quote, unquote, job because this is just so much – who we are and we are so in the flow when we're doing anything related to soul camp that it feels so much bigger than us. It doesn't feel like this is us working. You know, this is us trying to do things for ourselves. It's so much bigger than that. And it's like, it just feels that we're part of something that we have like the honor of, of being a part of. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that's, I mean, I know that answer was kind of a little all over the place, but I guess what I would say is find something that, right, don't think about my number one purpose on this earth before I die. Yeah. It's for today, right now, what do I, what could I do that I feel that I could just keep doing? And, you know, just segue. Last night, I watched this movie on the guy who plays Big Bird. Um, oh. His name, I forgot his name, Carol, Carol Pinney. And he's in his 70s. He has been puppeteering Big Bird for the past 40 years and someone you know and he loves it it's who he is it's a part of him he he is Big Bird it is and someone said to him like you know so do you ever think of retiring and he said I can't even imagine wanting to think about retiring and it has it's because it it so fills him and fuels him with you know getting in front of all those kids teaching all those kids every day you know being able to be of service in that way that it's like he doesn't look at it as his job or he doesn't look at it as oh am I getting more and more famous no one knows who he is he's in a big bird costume Mm -hmm. but (laughs) it's it's like but it's such a part of his being and like what fills him up every day and gives him more energy. He's in his seventies and is still, wow. you know, it's amazing when you, mm-hmm. when you see what goes into, you know, him doing that. But, you know, again, just it's, it's what fills you, what fuels you, what could you do without even thinking of wanting to stop for today, for right yeah. now. And I just want to add one thing to that is that, you know, that thing of like, what is it today? Because, you know, both Michelle and I do other things outside of Soul Camp at this point. You know, I started out as a graphic designer and I do body confidence coaching. And I never in my wildest imaginations could have, I always say this, like I couldn't have imagined Soul Camp. Like, and that came to be because I kept listening and following each step along the way of like, okay, like now I'm supposed to be a graphic designer. And um, and like, okay, now I'm supposed to coach these couple people. And then soul camp came and, um, I was ready because I did the work from the other stuff. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. It's like every single step is leading you to exactly where you're supposed yeah. to go. Yeah. I, I love that. The whole being in the flow and, and I, I love, I'm going to tag onto what you just said, Allison, because I, I actually wrote a blog post about this recently. And I think that because personal, and excuse me if I go off on a rant here, because I was really ranty when I Do wrote it, the post. Girl. But I, because personal development, and this excites me, personal development is becoming like less, like only for hippies and more for like the regular people, which excites me to no end. And I think that, you know, like what I'm seeing happening is that all these people are hearing about 
um, stepping into their pur- purpose and do do what you're passionate about and things like that. And we make up like especially the women in my audience who are very black and white thinkers and they're high achievers. They're like, all right, that's it. I'm going to quit my great paying job with benefits that I don't love. And I am going to become big bird or I'm going to, (laughs) I'm going to, what I say over and over again, honestly, is I'm going to, um, I'm going to become a life coach. I'm going to start my life coaching business because that is definitely following my purpose. And I get that because it's like, they want to give back. They want to um, do something that matters in this world because they want to feel like they matter. And that's amazing and beautiful and gorgeous. And I love that. However, comma, (laughs) my point is that I think what's missing there. And I think that this is what our passions and purposes is honoring your values or, or, you know, it's very, very similar to what Danielle Laporte preaches and like your core desired feelings. Yeah. That's what people are missing. And so anyone listening who who missed my post, it's like, what are the things that are truly important to you in this life? And for a lot of people, for my listeners, it's definitely courage. Mm -hmm. And it's for a lot of them, it's faith. And that's, um, can I remember if it was Michelle or Allison that was talking about just sort of like following your intuition, getting in the flow. Like that's a lot, that has a lot to do with faith and just like trusting the universe Um, and you know, things like love and just that type of stuff. So don't skip that. Like that is so much more important because you quitting your job and starting your life coaching business or personal development business is not going to solve your problems there. It's going to actually make it harder. So the whole point, the bottom line of that is work on your shit. Yeah, totally. And I love what you said about courage because if you're wanting to embark on a path, like, that is unconventional, it takes a shit ton of courage. And I love that you talk about it. Cause I mean, again, like I was, it's like, if I myself five years ago had saw what I was doing today, I, I would have been trembling. Like, what are you doing? And like, again, like stepping up each moment that like, it calls for you to be courageous, even if it's something so small to like have a conversation with someone that scares you and stepping into that and being like, okay, I can do this. And like getting the support that you need to like remind you that you can do this, Mm. um, builds that muscle of courage. And like when you start building that, because honestly, the fear doesn't always go away. It doesn't. Um, It stays, you know, like Michelle, Michelle is fearless. Michelle like really is fearless. I'm the one that has, I'm like, Okay, like I, I do think I'm courageous because I have fear, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna step in front of the audience and talk, and like then it's like it flows and it's totally okay. But like I have fear before, um, and it doesn't go away. So like when you build that muscle, that's when you can start creating massive impact yeah. because it doesn't. It's like that fear doesn't stop you anymore. Mm-hmm. It's not. And you know Tony Robbins, who's a great mentor of both Ali and myself. You know he always says, if you're not scared, then you are not yeah. doing things at a big enough level. Yeah. Hell yeah. He, if you are not scared, then you're complacent, and there there should always be fear. You know the, that just me that just yeah. represents that you're playing at your peak, um, and if not, then you're doing something wrong. And it's just what do you choose to do with that fear? You know it. It's right again. It's like face your fear, but do it anyway. Right. You know, it's like, yeah, there's fear. Yeah. I'm scared, but that doesn't immediately equal a no or a let me wait or, it's, or like or, the, my, or the, my intuition's telling me not to do right. it. No, 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 another, no. And another amazing thing that we, you know, think also is, you know, if you think that you can't, you must, <laughs> if you think that you can't, you must. Yeah. 
Um, and just, it's like just taking that action and moving through the fear because the only way to no longer be scared is to take action through it. Um, it's, you know, and it, this yeah. is something that people have said for, for eons, which is like the, the, what the fear is, is really fear itself. Right. Because once you take action, it dissipates as soon as you, you know, call that guy, go on that date, you know, that, that, I mean, just, I'm saying that cause that's like my fear <laughs> stuff. Like I'm not scared. Like I don't have that fear in career and, and stuff like that. But when it comes to relationships, that's where it really shows up for mm-hmm. me. And it's like, as soon as I just go on that first date or then it's like, Oh my gosh, it's like, I, it's like releasing the pressure hold, um, by just by taking that action. Yeah. And I I say it all the time and I'm going to keep saying it in every single podcast and blog post until the entire world knows it is that because I I think there's a huge misconception about courage in that we become courageous and then we take action. And (laughs) what I, and the first person that I ever I heard speak these words was Dr. Brene Brown, and she said that we ah, can, we can be brave and afraid at the same time. And she said, I'm brave and afraid at the same moment all day, every day. And I that's such an eye-opener for so many people, and it was for myself at the time, too, when I heard it, because I made up that there you were either courageous or you were not. And I would look at these women that had all this confidence, and I'm just like... That's not me. And I don't know how they got that way, but they were probably born that way. Or once you turn 50, you get it. Or it's some something magic that, you know, I didn't know what it was. And then I finally realized, like, oh, my God, they, they still have fear like the rest of us, which I love fear. I mean, I like how we, we kind of have a love-hate relationship. But I think it's a barometer of so many different things, and you can use it as a tool. I mean, that's what really feelings and emotions are. They're just telling us something. I mean, can you imagine if we didn't have them? Like I I get all fired up when people are like, Oh fuck fear and totally get rid of your fear. And I'm like, slow down. (laughs) Like if you didn't have fear, you would be putting your hand on a burning stove. Like that. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's guiding. You're right. It's it's guiding you. And it's it's also sometimes it's helping you. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of ways. For sure. For sure. Okay. So soul camp, uh, embodies, both play and something else that's really, 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 really important, and that is community with a capital C. So, <laughs> so I think I think I hate to say it, but I think this becomes a problem for so many people when we get older. Like once we hit thirty, and you know, like maybe our paths look different. Some of our friends get married, some of them don't. You know, we we move away and things like that, and change jobs. So, how do you encourage women to find their community of friends, like in their local area? Yeah, well, I think you know, um, it's not just soul camp that we think is, but going to things that are more than an hour lunch with someone. You know, we like when we're with or, our, a, or a work or like a or a, a workshop that like you're sitting in or a chair. Or a conference where you're just sitting in a chair. Yeah. Going to things that really excite you because those are your people because that those people are also really excited by that thing mm-hmm. that you're going to. Um and like one thing about a retreat or a little like fun getaway like Soul Camp for example is that you're spending extended time with with new people that are all looking to make friends. So it's not just like, okay, like, yeah, I'm going to meet for lunch and coffee. Like, let's have some small talk and hear about what you do in your job. Or like, this is like, oh my God, you love yoga too. (gasps) Let's make these mala beats together. What do you want your year to look like? How do you imagine your life in 10 years? Like, and you're really bonding. Um, and you know, it's, it's so true about, you know, once you hit 
25 or 30 after that, it's really hard to meet people. Um, we had a couple, we had a lot of women in their fifties and sixties come to soul camp. And I, there's this one memory, this woman, Maria, and she's amazing. I'll never forget it. She came up to me and she was like hysterical crying hysterical. and she was like, Oh my God, I can't believe I had to wait this long to find my friends and to find these incredible people and to have this much to feel this joy that I've been wanting my whole life. And, you know, that's that right there is like what we want people to experience. Like, Oh, these are my people. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. this is what it means to live and yeah. feel and like have an amazing life. And Allie and I, I think are both, you know, such inc- have such incredible experience with the magic of community in yeah. our lives. And, you know, Beyond finding like-minded people that act as a sounding board and motivation and support and, you know, but being in the vibration of other people who want to be living at a life at a certain, in a certain way, feeling a certain way and being around and, you know, all being together in that vibration together, it takes your life to places that you never in a million years, you would never know. Because we lift each other up Mm -hmm. so high. So hot. <laughs> so hot. But like, you know, it was for me, for me, it was, you know, me finding a community a few years ago, me finding this world and finding my people and finding my soul sisters and finding my soul community that allowed me to like leave a long relationship, quit my job, quit my career, start, I am creating, start, you know, start a marketing agency. You know, it was like, I never in a million years would have even begun to think about doing anything like that before, you know, being in the vibration of these extraordinary women doing extraordinary things. Mm -hmm. Um, and because it just showed me, Oh wow. I'm that too. I can do it too. I'm that too. Um, so yeah, the, the importance of community is just so fundamental, let alone just for life. Just yeah. to live a life at your optimal <sighs> level. Yeah. Big sigh. Yeah. <laughs> Big sigh. I, 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 that's my, like, when I'm like <laughs> I do that when I'm like, yes. That's my, yeah. I'm I, in love with those words. <laughs> I mean, no, it's like, it's the thought of it. If, like, I, I've, you know, before I found the people that really have been supporting me and found, found my soul sisters, um, I really felt, like, so... I would say like lost and alone and really honestly on un- uh, misunderstood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think when you find the people that like get how they're viewing life and viewing interactions the way that you do, it's just like, it is that sigh. Like, Oh, yeah. and, to be able, and to be able to have, I once read a quote and it said like friendship begins the moment someone turns to you and says you too. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, you know, let beyond just being in such high vibe and all that, but it's like finding people that you're able to be like, you know what? Sometimes I feel really, really lonely, even when I'm not alone. Or, you know what? Sometimes I feel like I'm a complete fraud and because Mm -hmm. I'm teaching X, Y, and Z and I speak about X, Y, and Z, but I'm still dealing with X, Y, and Z. Or, you know, sometimes I just feel so disconnected to my husband or, or from my children or whatever it is. Like, just finding the people that you're able to like say these things that you were ashamed of or that you kept hidden in a box thinking that you were so different. And then just having 10, 15 other people voice back me too. Oh yeah. Me too. It's like, Oh my gosh, I'm, you know, 
I'm per- like, this yeah, is I'm all broken. Perfect. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not the only one. Like, oh, like God didn't forget something about me. Right. Like, this is normal. This is the normal human experience. Yeah. yeah. I see that over and over again in, in the communities that I run. I do a, a seven day courage challenge three times a year. And if you guys missed it again, and we just ran it and if, um, we're running it again in November. So it's, it's in, every single time I run either that or something like it, over and over again, people are like, oh my God, I thought I was the only one. And these are women that are in their 40s, you know, and yeah. they've, all, they've been holding it in and holding it. That feeling of emotional loneliness mm. is, it sucks. It totally sucks. And it, well, I think what it does to us is it, how, it, it aids us in creating this mask that we put on. And what I refer to yep. in the work that I do is armor. Like we armor up and, you know, we get up in the morning and we put on our armor. And for my people, that looks like perfectionism, people pleasing, isolation and control. Those are the big four. And because we don't, because we want to protect ourselves. And it's like, I don't blame anybody for that. I've been there. I've totally been there. But you're right. It's like once we find those people that... Talk, what I like to say, like talk about shit that matters. I mean, not that we have to talk about, I mean, I don't even like talking about personal development 24 seven. And I'm like, I would really like to talk about countertops right now. <laughs> Something other than that, but it's not always easy. So what I tell people too, is like, keep trying. Like you have to a declare it, like tell the universe that you're ready. And, and yeah. one of the actions there is to work on yourself because it's one thing to say like the type of person that you want or the type of group that you want, but, like, what are you doing to show up and fully commit to that person as well? Totally. And, um, I love meetup.com. I think it's great. I think you can totally find people that love pugs or, yeah. you know, people I love that love meetup. slam poetry. Like, Find your people, and I guarantee you're going to speak the same language. Like, if you don't yeah. want to hang out with people that only talk about surface stuff, then go out there and take some action and try to meet your people. Yeah. yeah. And it's going to take some courage because yeah. you're going to be scared. Like, I remember, you know, I found my my community within um, Gabrielle Bernstein's uh uh, first, when she had her first book, I like went to her book opening and I remember I was terrified. It was like something new. And I was like, who's going to be there? I don't know. And I like made my friend come with me and I was scared. Um, but like my world opened up that night, you know, mm-hmm. and you're gonna, there's going to be resistance that comes up. Like we always see it with, uh, people who sign up for soul camp. They're like the, the inner kid like comes out. It's either like, yeah, I have to be in the cool bunk. Like you have to put me in the cool girls bunk. And like, we're just, it's like, Oh, that's your 13 year old. Like wanting oh to be, Oh my cool. gosh. Like, yeah. Be alone and like, no one's going to like me. And like, yep. I, yeah. It's not going to be like that, but we get it. Yeah. We get it. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh wait. That reminds me of the bit when I went to, um, when I went to get my certification and my training for at the coaches training Institute, it's broken into five separate weekends that are about a month apart and it's in person. And the first weekend, like I look back at that first weekend and everybody has on like their best clothes <laughs> on, like, co- like almost like corporate. And then like by the fifth weekend, we like don't even care. And it's just, yeah. it's, it really, I think that's a testament to that never goes away that yeah. all of us, no matter how old we are, there's a big difference between fitting in and belonging. So uh, fitting in is when we try to basically fit in like we like putting on our mask. Okay. It's like, how do I need to dress? How do I need to act? How do I need to be in order for people to like me? And then belonging is when they like, you no matter what, and you just are. I love that. Come as you are. Yeah. Which actually brings me, uh, it's a great segue for my, for my last question for you guys is this is like the self-help $64 million question. Are you ready? Yes. Ready. 
how does one become their most authentic self? Mm. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, I can, I can just jump in and see if. Uh, wait, let me preface, let me preface your answers. Yeah. I, I, I love like cheesy health self questions and I, I just love getting like different people's answers because they're so different. So whatever your interpretation is, is perfect. I think I can say for me, for me, finding my most authentic self started with stripping away all of the labels and stories that I told about the person that I was and that I I should be. So that meant, you know, that even like I need to be, you know, someone who helps people every day, even like I'm, and I'm talking even like in this, like, um, you know, wellness world. Like I'm someone who is like the light. I'm someone who is the love. Like I, you know, wear bright colors and, you know, I want to inspire people with every moment. Like that was, I lived that way for a while when I entered this community. And so it's almost like perfectionism in self-help. It perfectionism in like, I, I, I mean, I remember I was like, I forgive everyone. Like I, I remember being like, someone would be like, pray for them. Do you talk to your, you know, do you talk to your father or whatever? And I would be like, you know, I see him as a tiny child who needs love. (laughs) Like literally I would be like quoting Louise Hay power cards and be like, I, you know, he did the best he can with what he got. And like, like just being in this place of like, wow, I am the most inspirational person. And I remember even like every Facebook post I put out, everything, it was like this intentional, I am the light. And it's only, it's really, I mean, just in this last year and a half, I would say that I started to be able to break that down. And I remember I would walk around, you know, I joke about it now, but I walked around like with a, my iPhone had like a notes thing and I would take notes of like, what do I really like? Like, what do I, and I remember one day I wrote, I don't like wearing neon stretch pants. (laughs) And it was, and it was like, a relevation because I literally wore that. I wore every single day. I was my nickname, you know, like is pants (laughs) and I wore it every day. And then one day I'll never forget even where I was. I stopped in the middle of the street and I wrote it and I was like, holy shit. I don't like wearing that. And it started breaking down. And like this whole, my whole concept of I am the love, I am the light. Like, this is what I'm supposed to be. This is spiritual. This is what started to crumble. And I was able to step into a darker side of me. I was able to step into, you know, experiencing all of the emotions, not just love and light. I was able to begin to see that that was an aspect of me, but not all of me. And it was a really scary time because Mm -hmm. my whole identity really was, was, was crumbling to the ground. And I had no idea if I am not the, I am creative love bubble, then who am I? Mm-hmm. And from that place of destruction, from that place of, of loss of identity and breakdown, emerged a woman that I am and that I've stepped into um, over these last, you know, 15 months. Um, and it's a co- continual process, I think, of more rediscovering and discovering and discovering my, my most authentic self. But that has been a huge experience for me in 
the shedding away of the stories that I told myself of what I was supposed to be from a spiritual perspective, not like I need to make this much money and have this and have this. Mm -hmm. It was like, you know, it was, it wasn't even that it was more internal. Like I need the breaking away of what I labeled right and wrong within myself. I I Uh, love that story. Okay. So Allison, I I want you to get to, if you have a, um, a definition too, but I want to, I want to tag on there because that speaks to a tool that I use, uh, for my people. And I want to use that example. Okay. So if anybody was on the free call I did a couple months ago, I talked about, uh, ideal and unwanted identities. And so this is, this Mm -hmm. is from the daring way work that I do. Um, Dr. Brene Brown's work that I'm certified in. Okay. So this is like, I'm so excited. What that points to and what I hear is that because like take an area of your life, everyone listening, take an area of your life. And for you, Michelle, that area was, you called it like wellness or like your spiritual area of your life. So all of us have ideal identities and unwanted identities in every area of our life. And we often don't define them. So an ideal identity for like your spiritual wellness area isn't like, I want people to think I'm evolved. Like you had created a story, like this big story. You needed to be this, 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 you needed to have this, you needed to do this. And so all of you listening, like sit down and write it down. Like in every area of your life, body, relationships, friendships, work, spirituality, we have these ideal identities and it's like these it's perfectionism is what it is. So I'll just like cut to the chase. Yeah. So what we're doing is whether we know these ideal identities or not. And that's why I like people to know them because these are your triggers. And these are the things that the reason that we have them is because we're trying to stay out of shame, like not to get too deep down into the deep end, yeah. but that's right. Am I right? Like, cause yeah. if, if you are anything but that, you know, you've, you've created an identity and people are going to think like, or you make up that people will be like, Michelle doesn't like neon pants. <laughs> you mean she hasn't forgiven her father? What kind of person? <laughs> we make that up. Like I'm, I'm making up that you think that, but anyone listening, like think about that. Like what are your ideal identities? And, and the unwanted identities are like the things that you would be mortified if people found out. And a lot of these things are true about us, you know, that we, haven't forgiven our ex-boyfriend, that we sometimes get pissed at our best friend, that we get super um, angry and snap at our kids. And so like, we don't want to be seen this way because that's the stuff that brings us shame. So anyway, I could go on and on about that, but I will not. (laughs) I love this combo. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's really, it's, it's really interesting because those are our triggers that either we're trying our damnedest. It's a cycle too. Like we keep going back and forth. We bounce back and forth. Like, okay, don't want to be over there. So I'm going to hustle for my worthiness. But I, so what do we do? Like we end up trying to get back to our ideal identities and we end up in perfectionism. So, mm-hmm. um, okay, I'll stop right there. Allison, how does one become their most authentic self? Mm. So I believe in order what, when human beings want to make a change, we often have to hit this pain point and a breaking point where it's like enough, right? Mm -hmm. Like I can't live like this anymore. Mm. Um, and that for me was like, I I was graduating college and I just realized, like, I was like thinking about my future. I was like, okay, I'm going to move to New York. Like I'm going to want to go on these interviews and get this job and I'm going to want to date and I'm going to want to get my apartment. And I was like, I, I just saw that like, I wasn't myself at all. Like I couldn't 
imagine myself going to interviews with confidence and courage. Like I couldn't imagine myself ever going on a date. I couldn't imagine myself like living in this like beautiful apartment, but I was like, that's what I want. That's what I want. And, um, I think it comes from this decision. Like I am going to do anything in order to feel for me. It was like, I just want to be able to be me and not live in this place of insecurity and anxiety and stress and worrying about what people think about me. Cause that is so it's exhausting. Mm -hmm. Like it is, I'm a people pleaser and it is so exhausting. It's still something I'm working on to this day. Like just stripping One down. One day at a time, girl. One day at a time. Oh, yes. dad. Yes. Oh, exactly. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's exhausting. And that's the point, you know, I was like, all right, like I have to do something about this. And I didn't know what that was. And I, and you know, I'm not, I'm the kind of teacher. I think like we all have our own path. So like, there's not one way, but like when you declare, I want this, you are going to be given every opportunity to face that fear, to step up and speak up for yourself, to, um, face what it is that you've been hiding from. Uh, because that's really like, you know, and when we are living in shame, we're hiding, we're hiding, we're hiding parts of ourselves. And, um, you know, so it just requires like stepping into the fire, like one step at a time and doing it and doing it again and again and again. And then, you wake up and you're like, okay, like I'm a little bit, I, I feel a lot better today. And I I'm a more little bit easier. Today. What'd you say? I said it gets a little bit easier every time you try it. Cause and you know, cause you know, you've learned, you're like, okay, if I do that, there's a weight that's going to lift off my shoulder and I'm going to feel so much better. There's a reward that you've already like, you're like, yes, that's what I want. I'm going for that. Um, and you can taste it more, the more you do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Allie stood up in front of, um, Thousands and thousands oh God, of people right. at the last Tony Robbins immersion that we went to. And she stood up with a <laughs> microphone on all of the humongous screens and declared who she no longer was and who she was stepping into being. And I am, that is just such a testament because ever since that moment, she really has stepped yeah. into that. For me, it was dating. Like I used to have this story, um, about how, you know, I, I've actually never been in like a long-term relationship and it was something I just told myself, like you are, you've never been in a relationship. Like I've never been in a relationship and there was so much shame. And I remember like these like retreats I was doing and I'd have to say it that I've like never been in love. And it was just like, Oh, Oh my God. And you know, at Tony Robbins, I was like, Holy shit. I just had this realization that like, I was my, I was the one that was holding myself back. It's not a problem that I wasn't in a relationship. It's just that I'm scared and that's okay. Mm-hmm. So like, let me just know that. And like, you know what? I, again, how I'm saying, like, if you want something so bad, you just have to access that, that desire within you. And I'm like, and so I stood up and I was like, I know that I was holding myself back and I'm going to be scared moving forward, but I want this. I want to experience love. So like, I'm going to, move through all of that fear so I can have it. And like, it was just, it was so liberating. I love that story. And I love that. That's such, that's such a testimony to the fact that you can declare to the universe that you're ready for something and still be scared. Yeah. Yes. And it's okay. And tell the universe that like, I'm scared shitless right now, but I am ready. I'm ready to walk through the fear and be brave right. and afraid at the same and time. And then when you out. name it, like, like now I don't feel like when I said it, I was so scared. But now when you say like, I'm scared, it, it releases some it loses its power. And even in like conversations, like Michelle and I had a conversation last week and I was afraid to say something and this is just my own shit. But I was like, and I said to her, I was like, before I started talking, I was like, I'm a little scared to say this. And then it was like, Whew, and then I could just talk. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it's really important to name when you're feeling that way. Yeah. What's what we say in coaching, just say what's there. 
Say what's yeah. there. Exactly. <laughs> totally. With kindness. All right, ladies, thank you so much. And you guys, thank if you... you. That was you, wonderful. Yay. I loved it. Kick ass. And, of course, you can go to soul.camp to see East or West. Use the code AndreaSoul, all one word, to get 20% off. And even if you don't end up at Soul Camp, I hope that you got something out of this. Little nuggets here and there to make your life, of course, more kick-ass. And I will see you out in cyberspace. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.